Also, you have to deal with the fact that this is fucking canon. No. No! I can... This isn't Broken Feather. (laughs) Why do you get to decide that? And I don't get to decide about what? Because the Super Bowl isn't until January. Welcome to Back in the Field. My name is Carl. And my name is Arthi. And today we're going to be talking about the Jimmy Job games. You got that right the first time. I'm impressed. I did. <laughs> As uh, opposed to all the other times we've never had to redo it. No, I mean all the other times we've never had to say the Jimmy Jab games. God, that, it is actually kind of a tongue twister. Well, so is Aquandina Jad, apparently. <laughs> I love but, that that's the namesake. Yeah, Jake has an even worse percentage of doing that right than, like, Fox News anchors. Oh, Lord. Um, but, you know, that's, we'll get to that later. Yes, we will. Uh, so this episode is a watch-along. Before before we dive into everything, though, first I want to talk about... I want to do some shout-outs. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do a shout-out to Rick Page, our favorite camera operator at the 99. He sent us a cool picture on Friday, and we tweeted back from New York Comic Con. I tweeted back from New York Comic Con. If that classification burns you other uh, camera operators on the crew, you need to step up your game. Interact with us more on Twitter, I guess. Twitter or Tumblr. I don't know about your life. Y'all do you. Speaking uh, of which, on Tumblr, we th- I think we got an ask from Chelsea Bretty. I think we didn't get an ask from Chelsea Bretty. Whoever it was was channeling her hardcore, though. I don't think we got an ask from Chelsea Bretty. I feel like if she had actually... I feel like Chelsea Bretty does not rock the Anon life. Uh, yeah, I feel like if she had responded to an ask... No hiding. She would have been herself. She does have a Tumblr. Cool. Okay, anyway, Carl has a shout-out, too. I want to shout-out Lakshmi Sundaram. She wrote this episode. It's far and away her best episode yet. I'm really, really impressed. We we both loved this episode. I think I tweeted at you about it as well, assuming you're listening to this. I hope you're listening to this. Also, you're pretty great on podcasts, as we previously shouted out. She was on Yo! As It's Racist. Yeah, and she was great. Yeah, yeah. good week. Yeah, plus, like, a little more personal note, I'm a South Asian girl. She's a South Asian lady. She, we're both from roughly the same part of the South Asia diaspora, so this is actually pretty... It's kind of nice for me. I don't know. I'm, this is kind of... I'm being super awkward about this, but basically I'm Tamilian, and I'm pretty sure... Like, Sundaram is a name in my family also, so it's kind of nice. Like, I'm, it's nice to see that I don't only have Mindy Kaling to look up to, because it's, it's nice to have more than one. Also, this was an amazing episode. Uh, third shout-out is more of a shout-traction. Uh, I credited Daily99 with a skeleton meme, or should I say bone person meme, that more rightly belongs to Brooklyn Nine-Nine GIFs. I don't know if the meme went anywhere, but, you know, you do you. Uh, I like your cat. Go Tumblr. Great! So those are our big shout-outs. The other big piece of business I wanted to talk about is actually related to our watch-along here. So, the other announcement I wanted to make was about was actually related to this watch-along. We are actually going to be doing them with headphones on now because I think part of the reason that iTunes has been slow to let us in is because the audio for the episodes is occasionally audible in the background of our podcast for the watch-alongs. So we're going to kind of cover our bases here, and it'll be silent. You won't hear the episode in the background. You'll just hear us. Send us feedback if this bothers you. We know you guys are pretty good about telling us what you think. So, but we're not bringing the episode audio back if they send us feedback that they don't like it. <laughs> yeah, if you hate like, this deal. <laughs> I mean, you know. Should we try that one more time? No, no. I think 
I mean, do send us feedback. It's just a certain kind of feedback we won't be able to listen to. Yeah. There's oh. this great restaurant chain in New York called Xi'an Famous Foods. Yeah. Which has a... They're still there. No, I said there is. Oh, I'm sorry. I heard was. I'm no, clearly there's... I'm clearly having a moment. Um, and they have a sign up in some of their their franchises that says our our music playlist features a lot of hip hop and rap. It was assembled by Jimmy, and if you don't like it, you're gonna have to deal. Essentially, <laughs> I'm taking a this was assembled by Jimmy stance on this particular <laughs> area of feedback. Assembled by Jimmy. I don't I... know if it was Jimmy. Jimmy, if you're listening and your name isn't Jimmy, I did you a diss solid. Uh, I'll try to fix it up. Really great restaurant with a good playlist. Sponsor us. I like noodles. <laughs> on that charming note, we're going to dive into this. Uh, we're going to start, as always, we're on Hulu Plus. Just pause if you are watching along with us, but here we go. After ads for the lottery. <laughs> lottery ads. Is it, like, up and down for you? Do you hear anything? I'm hearing the background music. But the, uh... The the audio... Yeah, I can't hardly hear the voices. That's weird. There we go. We figured out how to do recording just in time. High five sound effect. I love that there's ten ways to make paella. Are there? I don't know. There's a number of different styles of paella. Uh, I, uh, I don't know all of them. Yeah. Most paella is made with seafood, so I haven't really tried. Fair enough. Well, it's easy to make a vegetarian paella. This is well established, Jake. <laughs> yeah, seriously. People know three things about our life, and that's way too much already. She tends to threaten people with physical violence a lot. And also commit physical violence against people. That's true. <laughs> That's such a weird thing to say. But I mean, I don't think he's off. I mean, I, I'm with Boyle here. Like that, like he, he's surprised that Jake ha- is not still pining after Amy. Well, that's because he's patently still pining after Amy. I mean, we know this. Lies, <laughs> lying. Let's spread your legs. Jake, you're, uh, Charles, you're having real trouble not fighting the stereotype of you being the office slut. <laughs> I love that, like, as we, like, jam through the theme song here, I love that, um, th- that Boyle's weird overt sexuality thing is way up in the forefront. Like, I always love that. Well, he is in a pretty sexual situation in his life right now. He is allowed to be. I remember seeing behind-the-scenes uh, photographs f- about from this episode. Didn't realize it was this episode. But I remember noting that everyone was in Tactical Village clothes. <laughs> I don't know why they invite Jada to these meetings. She doesn't <laughs> contribute positively. I think she's supposed to be taking notes. Oh. <laughs> also, like... That line is so mean. <laughs> yes, it is. It is pretty preschool. <laughs> I wish it was makeovers. Although this is more fun. <laughs> Man, Charles does not let masculinity hold him back. I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. 
I love that he can't save Amadou Jet at all. This this scene feels a little weird to me because everyone fucking knows this. Like a a a pretty amateur world building mistake is to say things that everyone knows so that we the audience can learn them. Yeah, which is why okay, so Amy just appeared there in a flashback to presumably two thousand and eight. The flashback is never exactly dated. It's implied it's 2008. No, it's... However, it's I take... Very, it's very explicitly linked to 2008. I take a huge amount of umbrage with that. I refuse... We'll get to that at the end. Yeah, we'll talk about that later. I love that these... A matinee goer. <laughs> Are you from the past? His mustache was era appropriate. We're not there yet. I know, I know, but I can't help it. I, I love that this show is giving me things that I like, which is mostly scenes between these two being like this. Hey, Electris in the room! <laughs> no. <laughs> that is also weak covering your nose when you sneeze game. Seriously. And I just love that, though. Their relationship is so combative. Yeah. It brings out some terrible things in Holt. I know, but they're so wonderful. Because we really get to see... We were talking about this earlier. We really get to see him... I, I love how Terry's long-suffering here. Yes. His constant and consistent characteristic is... Jake should know better than to offer money. Ever. He keeps... Well, he's not there yet. <laughs> no. Arthi. It's right here. He says $200 and I'll never ask you about it again. Yeah, but... That hasn't happened yet. But we've like already one known. Minute away. Okay, wait. We should talk about this right here. Somebody the jaywalking ticket. No. Well, yes, that that's hilarious. But also this. She sounds. She sounds like she's using her forcing it voice. I don't know. People keep talking about how it's like. I mean, her that being face. Jealous. That face is pretty. It's got some things happening in it. There's some speculation there. There is definitely some room for speculation. I think that. She feels weird about it. I don't know if jealousy is the word I'd use. Yeah, I agree. We'll talk about that after. But she's definitely forcing something. Yeah. <laughs> I love... To be fair, Charles is pretty toned for his body type. Yeah, he really actually is. That <laughs> Who cares song? <laughs> I love this conversation. It feels super real. It also... Okay, ex-wife's new boyfriend's basement for sure. Yeah. There's a laundry down there. Is that a wolfy blanket... It's a wolfy robe. Yeah, I'm into it. <laughs> that is not a valid sex move. No. Also, apparently he hums during sex. Yeah. Eh. It might help him find his rhythm. Maybe. I don't know about his life. But mostly, I boiled Gina's ship watch. <laughs> I'm so on that ship. This, like, bagel on fire is terrific. <laughs> this is an excellent use of opera, in <laughs> that it's not actually toneful, but neither is opera. Also, this is an extremely well-coordinated scene. Like, all the pieces <laughs> and people came in all at the right time. Like it, Even Scully. Even Scully! He showed up on time. I know! Although he brings his A-game for uh, opera. He does. Commercial break. Commercial break! Um... So, like, we were talking about uh, Amy's face, and I do yeah. want to come back to that at the end. But there, I want to, for context, there's a lot of speculation about whether or not she's jealous in that scene. Um, and I think, I think it, I can see how people are reading as jealousy. I personally don't. Well, I mean, 
I think she's definitely like people point to the face because mm-hmm. it's more easily gifted than a voice. <laughs> but when she talks about uh, Jake and Katie being cute together, mm-hmm. her tone of voice is so fake. It is like, very you, forced. You've got to give Melissa Fumero mad props because she puts a bunch of nuance into that particular delivery. Which, by the way, today Chelsea Peretti posted an adorable vine of Melissa Fumero dancing in her trailer, and it was the cutest thing I've ever seen. Just, it was so, like, just, like, so cute and funny and adorable. I couldn't even handle it. She's also good at acting. Um. Yes, also. And we're back. Somebody was talking about that being their next ringtone on the... It's more of a text sound. It is. What, all of us? Do we all play for the phone numbers of Rose's friends? <laughs> she's so competitive and Gina loves watching Jake rag on people look at his like super flirty like everything also her super flirty everything Mm -hmm. like the reason that I kind of listen to the jealousy talk is because Amy super steps up her flirtation game like Jake is not being more flirtatious than usual Amy is yeah I agree and and it, it makes me think of the bet when everything was, like, kind mm. of low stakes. Yeah. I like... <laughs> oh, God. This is so... This uh, is, like, deadly. This this actually, like, makes me want to kill myself. Like, so, I want to go jump off a bridge. Don't. <laughs> no. Don't commit suicide. <laughs> Not over um, old Chinese food. I love how Rosa... No. I love how Gina goes through this episode... As the uh, master of ceremonies, because mm-hmm. she's absolutely above this shit. Oh yeah, and Jake invented this shit, but he doesn't put himself above it. No, uh, see that's a strat. That's a stratagem. It is. <laughs> oh man, Scully. <laughs> that is such a good joke. What? A- I love that entire I- scene. This is my favorite line right here. <laughs> you good? <laughs> Lie down. Oh my god. <laughs> I think that Terry has pretty good posture. Terry has great posture. She's kind of slouching. It's hard to tell with the jacket. Yeah, it is. I find those jackets extremely unflattering. I've been watching The Closer, and it's really weird to hear her not have a southern accent. Watch <laughs> makes some weird fucking faces. I know, but Holt makes stupid faces right back. It's so great. I wonder how long they'll... I hate that recent immigrant line. I, I don't know. think it's out of place, but, like, God. As fucking I... cops, man. Also, like, my parents are were at one point or another recent immigrants, and that's just terrible. I mean, yeah, like... <laughs> also, semicolons are bullshit. No one knows how to semicolons except me, because I'm a professional editor. I can use semicolons, well. Yeah, you can, but why would you? What? Because they're, they're useful. They're a beautiful piece of, of <laughs> punctuation. But they're not, like... They're not in most people's basic toolkit. Yeah, it's true. I mean, Carl, you're talking about... I showed you that piece of prose from a professional blog post in my industry. Yeah, I mean, it, blog posts have a different level of professionalism. But yeah, like... Almost no one can write. Uh, so it's really upsetting when people realize that. What? Hitchcock doesn't know he's bald. I know. Aww. But, like, overall, Hitchcock's level of self-awareness skyrockets in this episode. He's situa- he's situationally aware. That's true. 
I uh, I was reading the AV Club. I'm sorry. I was reading the AV Club. Uh, she was reading the Aphid Club. Yes, it's an ant aficionado blog. I mean, it's ant, it's the ant horticulture aficionado blog. <laughs> it's uh, I'm, to- I'm torpedoing you. <laughs> I know you are. Back to Jimmy Jeff round two. God, this I love every single one of these. He looks so sad after that, all I know. because it's so personal. Because they're fucking. I know. Oh man, Scully really does look like he's gonna die. Bulky, bulky, run! <laughs> you run. know, Jake named that. I you. This is the best trash talking. <laughs> this. It's very important to Jake to maintain a level of respect that will cause him not to be bodily dismembered. Yes. Also. Also, I believe him. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> Although daisies are not an A-game bouquet filler. <laughs> Although I can't contribute as much to that discussion as I did to, like, our old discussion of cheese and table water crackers. <laughs> Which I have, like, ten minutes of outtakes from, nice. by the way. I look cool, no one and looks then he cool falls over the point. <laughs> But, like, oh man, these costumes, I remember seeing the preview pictures and just being, like, so into it. And we didn't know why. Yeah. I don't see how Jake could not be recognized immediately in I that know. outfit. I know. Like, it, it reveals his entire big dub face. I think it's his sunglasses. She looks see so proud of it. how friggin' flirty she is? I mean, even Rosa notices. I, yeah. And Rosa generally just could not care less. I, th- I think that this episode is kind of giving the lie to uh, Stephanie Beatrice claiming that Rosa's oblivious to things. <laughs> I think he's a pizza stone. He doesn't even talk about his pizza blog. He talks about the pizza stone. Well, the, he, yeah, I mean, the pizza blog is a passion project. The pizza stone is an important capitalist achievement. Fair enough. This, this, this is, is, is such a rookie mistake. I know. She, should, she was rocking the character. She was killing it. It's on the side. And I can't stop laughing. I was laughing so hard at the gym. <laughs> Babies Too ruin real. everything. Too real. Let me um. be pregnant. <laughs> She's initiating. Mm-hmm. This speech he gives here is so nice too. This is in character for him, even without like pre pre romantic styles feelings. <laughs> and I like Tumblr pointed out that he doesn't. He never comments her comments on her physical appearance in moments like these. Yeah. And that's so great. I mean, he hasn't really, like, commented on her physical appearance since the bet. Pretty much, yeah. I like that she's there to, like, reel him in as well. <laughs> like, they egg each other on, but yeah. also... Oh, this is mo- the most she important moment of this episode. Hurt. Like, Seriously, Hank, is that how you talk to women who come in here? This show has zero patience. <laughs> Jimmy This show has zero patience for misogyny. Yeah, like at all. I love it. Every time it comes up, they're like, "This is probably as bad as murder." Hey, don't t- Amy Junior. I love that this was improvised. I knocked you up. <laughs> they're doing pretty basic improv techniques, but I like that it's just like so like. It feels really natural in the scene, yeah. too. I like how they uh, surface from it. Yeah. A riverboat casino on the river of no rules. That's that's uh, poetical. Yes. Jake <laughs> has talks with people. I love that Jake... 
he's got a point, and uh, I want to make I want to talk about come back to this because the AV Club made some made some points about it, and I've been here. I don't want to talk about this right here, where it's like the AV Club's point was just that like he can't be nice to her without it being about her feelings. Commercial break, and and uh, I don't want to talk about the Mindy Project at all. I want to destroy the Mindy Project based on this commercial, but we don't have to talk about it. <laughs> Our audience will know. They'll figure it out. Fighting things. <laughs> uh, but the you were talking about the AV club, and they were saying she was the reviewer was saying that if she finds it disappointing that Jake and Amy can't interact and be cute and fun like this without it being about Jake's romantic styles feelings, and we'll go into more detail after the episode. But like, I call. I, I'm like, no, I, I reject. I reject that position. Well, I mean. I don't know if this is as much about Jake's feelings. Like, I responded to an ask saying that, like, I don't think he's the one making this situation dangerous. Um, Yeah, I think if she reacted normally, it would be okay. I think that his level of banter is pre-bet. Yeah. Not post-bet. So, like, it's continuing to go on. Oh, by the way, we're back. Because there's still stuff going on. Like, and because there's mutual stuff going on, not just because Jake's feelings are putting Amy in a situation. Yeah, I agree. My understanding is that the AV Guide is kind of, like, negative on the entire Jake-Amy plotline. They don't like romantic plotlines to the end. Uh, Well, then, uh, this is my house. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, By the way, this this is such a strategy. Boyle deserves major props for making these things happen. Boyle's a problem solver. He Hitchcock really, has a low bar. He really does this well. By the way, Amy's dancing is extra hilarious when you remember that Melissa Fumero is a professional dancer. Yeah, well, some characters have some facts about them. <laughs> no, Amy's terrible dancing is perfect. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's why Chelsea Pretty recorded that vine of Amy of Melissa Fumero. Having rhythms. Yes. Or of doing her dancing, which yeah. was a take on Amy's terrible dancing. Gigglepig's a bad name for a drug. Gigglepig is the worst street name well, for any the, drug. I, but I mean, there are drugs out there named like Crocodile. And like Fred and, Flintstone. And the point of Crocodile is to, uh, wait, is Fred Flintstone based on pebbles or something? Fred Flintstone's an actual character. No, I know that. I'm just saying, I think that maybe the street drug Pebbles predates Fred Flintstone. Oh yeah, probably. I don't know about drugs. Okay, there's a bunch of historical references here. I love the League of Nations jokes. <laughs> They're so great. And Victor Emmanuel III was, like, an emperor of Italy? Yeah. Yeah. I looked it up. <laughs> I love I love Terry being the audience here. Yeah. It's very important. He's definitely monkey in the middle in their game of, like, traded barbs. It's terrific. I feel like no ecstasy derivative could be the new crack. I feel like Giggle Pig is a stand-in for Molly, which is a new ecstasy derivative. And is it like crack? It's very addictive. Oh, okay. But crack is a whole different game. Why would you switch to a more addictive version of a not very addictive truck? I mean, I can understand why dealers would switch. I mean, I don't know a whole lot about Molly. It's not about my... I'm not about that life. (laughs) Or MDMA, for that matter. MDMA sounds like um, a post-electronic band. I think it was. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I'm thinking of MGMT. Yes, you are. <laughs> they're they're Wait, terrible Terry, basketball knowledge. 
I love Terry stepping in and pulling back. Like, he cares enough about basketball to shut down his boss and the deputy chief of police. Yes. Can we talk about how this is the best obstacle course ever? Look at her flirty eyebrows. It is a very good obstacle course. (laughs) We all need luck. Thank you for offering me. I know. The 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 Mark joke and then the Seth Rogen joke's really good. I completely I am love beadbag guts against Dax. This is I so much planning went into this. I <laughs> I love this. Like this reminds me so much of Optus Olympics from yeah. but like better. I don't know if I've seen Optus Olympics. I probably have. I just don't remember. It's the one where Pam I love they're getting a pamphlet about bullying and then finding a picture of Gina. <laughs> it's so... On an, on an 80s laptop. Yeah. Like, that's... Although I think that's like... I feel like an 80s laptop would be an apple. Mm. He, like, goes down easy. Well, he's throwing. <laughs> I know, but still. Like, he could have thrown a little more believably. This is... I don't know. Have you ever been sprayed by a, like, fire extinguisher? I've never been sprayed by a extinguisher. It probably sucks. Yeah, it definitely does. I love that she applied <laughs> his lesson and that dance. <laughs> I'm so into it. It's both of them. It's both of the victory dances. Yes, at the same time, I love it. Good sound design here, cutting out all the music. They really fell the awkwardness of this scene. Mm-hmm. He, he does not know how to answer Mm-hmm. Oh, Poyle. And that's the perfect... Fail forward joke. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Rosa's the best. She Her main way is to uh, diminish everyone and Even herself. Say things. She, she has no qualms about it. Yeah. Boyle goes hard here, by the You're way. You're gonna pierce my ear. I, I love Boyle manning up here. Yeah. I mean, I hate to use such a heteronormative, like, turn of phrase, but, like, it really is kind of... By invading someone else's privacy and going through the locker? <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, like... accurate. Men are the worst. <laughs> but... He... <laughs> I love how he thinks Jake would help him. Yeah. Like, he thinks that one conversation was enough. Yeah. He changed. Oh, yeah, he did change clothes. Well, he got covered in <laughs> yeah, yeah, foam. Yeah. This is such a great little. Yeah. I don't think this deserved the like da 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 like music cue commercial. Well, they always do that cue before the commercials. Not always. Sometimes. I mean, they they have that kind of like build up the. Fair enough. That that's their musical style. Fair enough. I also just like I just I wanted to like shake Jake. I was like, really, this is a revelation to you? But then I couldn't because I've been there. Like feels are difficult, Arthy. I mean, you're telling someone who pined after a guy for two years. Like well, I get it. You you say that like I've never pined after anyone. Like <laughs> everyone pines. It's a difficult experience. <laughs> That's well, not a romantic people, but you know whatever. Yes. You're not missing anything. That's true. <laughs> but mo- I mean, okay, fine. So. I fucking Geico this, ads. I know. This, I'm so glad I don't own a car. I do own a car, but I'm so glad I don't have to insure it. <laughs> Rosa is such a great friend here. Though. Yeah. And she does it by being mean to, to Boyle, who like doesn't even ask about it. I feel like she's not really mean. She's just direct. Yeah. Boyle and her are bros now. How did he warm up the seat enough for it to be a fire pit? I mean, I'm. I guess maybe he's just a warm person. He doesn't medically diagnose thin skin. 
<laughs> no, that's why he gets cold a lot. I guess but that would mean he's very exothermic. Yeah. <laughs> why would she be frustrated? Jake, come on. So that she is does interesting. Know him. <laughs> like, no, she does know things about him. Like she acts like she doesn't. But true. She's right. As much she as must also think that he and Katie would be good together to do this. Good enough, yeah. yeah. But again, and I think she thinks that he demonstrated enough basic decency to like try to to not be a terrible person to give her number two. I mean, the uh, terrific trash talking, which that was written so nicely. That is really flirting on that line yeah. of like staying respectful, but also being like, "You're going down." Mm. <laughs> they are fighting specifically like children. That's <laughs> so crazy. Neither of them know about fighting. No, they're really bad at it. I moments like this where Terry stands up for his squad though. I yeah. I love them. And I I'm, love I love how how he's one person to the captain and another to the squad cuz yeah. he's he is to people at what they need him to be. Yeah. Which is like really really important. In a managerial position. Yeah. He has so many straps on. I know. There's the shoulder hoster and the suspenders. And that's enough. He tries really hard to relate to and hold. he's bashful about it. I know. Oh, God. But I do love their relationship. And I like seeing Terry become more and more... I gotta say, Terry's political man- maneuvering here is really great. Yeah. He made him already have agreed to something. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and how he positioned <laughs> so much, Rosa. Much I know. Their oh, senses of humor are aligning. Yeah. Like, Boyle would not previously said, oh, I was born, there were no assassinations. <laughs> like, these this... scenes keep getting tenderer and tenderer. I know. I'll... God, I hate you, And, like, the hate is getting more and more, like... Toned down? Well, brief. Yeah. She's just spending less time on it because it's less important to her. I mean, she keeps going back. I feel like Gina's been set up repeatedly to be someone who... She invited him to her place. This time? Like, yeah. yeah. Like, this is a thing. Yeah. I am... So, the presser for, uh... What, 206? Yeah. Came out today? Mm -hmm. Um... And, uh, spoilers if you don't want to learn details about 206, pissing me off. Okay, but I think, if you look at who else is in the guest cast for that episode, I think it has to do with just their parents being around. Wait, what? That, if you look at the press release for that episode, they don't mention Gina and Boyle's parents visiting, but the guest cast includes their parents for the first time. Wait, it's as their parents? Or is it just people who might be their parents? As their parents. Oh! Because we know who's been cast as their parents, oh, and it's those two actors. That's very different. Like, it's positioning things as if they have broken up and are dealing with it. No, I think it's them trying to to fake, up, fake a breakup or just, like, not be involved while their parents are around. Because I think their parents either mutually hate each other or would not approve of the other. Why would their parents even know each other? No, I mean they meet and immediately hate each other. Oh. Maybe. Or maybe, like, Gina's just super ashamed. To be fair, Boyle, she's repeatedly positioned Boyle as being well beneath her usual standards of man. Yeah. So, I can't, I can't blame Gina. And it would be totally like Boyle 
to be like, our parents are both in town. They should meet. Let's all get dinner. That is actually... And then she would be like, I break up with you. Kind of, yeah. Although, if, they, if, they, if she says, I break up with you, that makes their relationship way more official than it has been. Yeah, exactly. Oh my god. Like, that's probably uh, the, like, point she comes to right before the end. Probably. Anyway, if that happens, I called it. Uh, <laughs> Carl has been really good at predicting stuff for the show, I know guys. about Gene and Boyle. You have been, you have been the goddamn conductor of that train. And or boat. Boat, yes. both. Ship. A- amphibious. I, I, I christened the ship and just pushed it in the water. <laughs> I'm the water. I'm basically God in this analogy. <laughs> um, this is my Kanye moment. Yeah. <laughs> you were using that earlier, too? Yes. I I love Gina and Boyle as a ship. I love that it's... I love that you were so right about them being the driving sexual energy for the show. Yeah. So, let's, let's talk a little bit about Jake and Amy, but not too much, because nons hate us. And also because, like, you know, we talked about it a lot during the thing. I want to kind of just cap off what we were talking about, like, I think that Amy is flirting very hard. I agree. And we talked earlier today, as in during the course of our day, that I think I think Amy steps up her flirtation game, not necessarily because jealousy. I think they're saving that for when Eva Longoria comes Shows to up. guest. Yeah. Because, okay, so if you, if you were still listening and are not spoiled, just leave. Because, <laughs> like, bye. We know that... We, we, we know that Eva Longoria is going to show up and that she's going to be a, sen- a source of... Uh, she's going to be a, ro- a romance subplot for Jake. We've yeah. talked about this in a lot of previous episodes. Yeah, that's been pretty open in, in all the magazines and stuff. What has been less open is that uh, there were spoilers accidentally posted by one of the writers for Thanksgiving, and we know that Teddy and Amy are scheduled to break up on Thanksgiving. And Thanksgiving, like, looking at the schedule, so 206 airs is scheduled to air, like, mid, like, November? Because uh, no. this was 203, 204 is next week, we take a week off, and then it's two more after that. So yeah, probably like mid-November. And and uh, Thanksgiving is probably going to be seven or eight then. Right. And the, because uh, next week is Halloween too. And last year we went, thanks, we went with thank, Halloween something, Thanksgiving, Christmas. But the point here is that like, right. uh- <laughs> if, if Jake and Eva Longoria get together... They'll only have been together for, like, a couple of episodes when the the breakup between Teddy and Amy is scheduled to happen. And that's probably too soon to establish and then break up a television couple. Yeah, I mean... So if Amy is romantically driven to pursue Jake by competitiveness, then that's being established here. Yeah, I... I yes. I Sorry think... to steal your point. You definitely came up with that before the episode. <laughs> That that was the crux of my point. I, I was also going to say, um, we know also in, from what we saw from Thanksgiving spoilers that Jake is still carrying a torch for Amy, and we know that Eva Longoria only sticks around for like a handful of apps. And Jake doesn't strike me as the type of person who will keep dating a girl to get over another. I mean, I mean, even though that's exactly gonna, what that's Rosa what told him to do about. I think that he wouldn't really he doesn't strike me as someone to stick around with someone he's not really into yeah i was gonna say that i i was saying on twitter last night that i really i really relate to jake on like a deep and spiritual level because i've talked before about like being in his position Mm -hmm. like where i was really into someone who it was hard to sort of not be around because we had a lot of overlap and i did 
I actually ended up dating some a couple of other people trying to get over the get over him, mm-hmm. and uh, it's only so successful. It's short term successful. Yeah, I mean, I'm full of shit here because I ended up dating one of those people on and off for two years. So like, there was a lot of in and out of feelings. Is mm-hmm. but my my bigger point here is just that like I'm interested to see the timing of all this because we as the audience who are spoiled, know, like, kind of where pieces are supposed to fall. Right. And we've gotten a lot of Jake's interior self. Like, we know a lot about his thoughts and feelings all the time. It would be cool to see Eva being around giving Amy a chance to be the one that we, like, we know what's going on with Amy, but not with Jake. Yeah. I don't think that's going to happen, though. I know it probably won't happen, but, you know, Hope Springs Eternal and Schrodinger's episode, if it's, as long as it's not out yet, I can, I can decide what it's going to be about. Um, let's move on from Jake and Amy, plus or minus Sophia and Katie, and talk about anything else. Okay. How about we talk about Rosa getting the task force? Sure. You and I have talked, we talked in, um, Fancy Breadgum. Yeah. About uh, Rosa and Holt and their interactions. I think the task force is going to be an excuse for the show to put that pairing together more. I think it's also going to be really, really cool. Just because I would love to see Rosa getting more like of the... Getting put into the command track because she is she, really ready for it. She probably deserves it. Like, she also, like, this episode showed her management skills. Like, from her chewing out Frank or whatever his name was... Hank. Hank. What the hell, Hank? Is that how you talk to women to come in here? Uh, From that to, like, straight-talking Jake and, like, also, like, giving him what he needs to grow. That's all management stuff. That was also... she she handled Jake in this episode. And usually it's Terry who ends up doing that. Yeah, but Terry's not around. Right. No, that's what I'm saying, though. Like, we just had an episode where where we saw Jake and Terry interacting. Mm -hmm. And Terry, at points, was handling Jake. And at points, Jake was handling Terry. Um, and so we have an immediate contrast with Rosa handling Jake right. and Rosa doing what Terry would have done had he not been with Holt already and Holt had come in seeing all of the chaos. Right. I think that this episode shows that she has the chops to do this. Yeah. I mean, we've, we felt that way since probably, I mean, late last we, season. We felt this way since they told us that it was her arc. Yeah. Like they told us this was her arc in... Fancy Breadgum? Uh, yeah, Fancy Breadgum. Um, and they are gonna do it. I like that they're following through on that, though. Also, Rosa is always involved with the drug cases. Like, she and Amy are always doing the big drug busts. I, I mean, it fits with my headcanon that she came out of Vice. Uh, so, let's move to your next headcanon, which has been ruthlessly destroyed, and you can't get away from it. No! I refuse to believe there must have been a mistake. No! It doesn't work! The math doesn't work! Like, unless she did the mayor's office thing like I think she did, like, I, she has to be older than I think she... Uh, uh, I'm so mad about this. I'm so angry about this. She's been... I've I've had a feeling that she's not quite 30 yet, and I couldn't tell you exactly why. Except mostly just, like, people on TV tend to play younger than their actual ages. And... Isn't... How old is Jake? Jake is 34 in the show, and Andy Samberg just turned 36. Okay. So, whether or not that's the case, there's no proof that she's a detective in that scene. They're not in... They're all in on-call gear. Right, but we never see them hanging out with patrol. There's no way she's a patrol officer. Well, do we know that was true eight years ago? 
or six years ago. They have relationships with Patrol. We just don't hear about them because they're not primary. But, like, the... And six years ago, those guys would all be closer to Patrol because they would have just come out of Patrol. They were so careful in season one to not have Amy in any of the one-year-back flashbacks. In any of the pre-series flashbacks. And just, like, all of that... All of that, like, world building gone in one flashback? I I can't. I just can't. Like, and and even... Or she just happened not to be in those scenes. (laughs) I'm so angry. I'm so angry. No. I love that we have this, like, 15 seconds of silence for me to just, like, sit here and seethe. I have to keep in the 15 seconds of silence. Editing's the worst. <laughs> Why do I do it professionally? You edit books. Also amateurishly. <laughs> I haven't edited any books yet. Well, I've edited one book that might come out someday. I, I also said that so condescendingly, and I'm sorry, Carl. I shouldn't have... I, you I can't touch this. My game is strong. It is. I don't, I don't even feel the shade. I, I didn't mean to throw shade. Like, I was I was actually, like, I, I didn't, I came out very poorly toned. Yeah. Can we talk about the Boiled Genius Shipwatch? I know we talked about it a bit before, but I want to talk about it some more. Uh, sure, what do you want to say? I, I just, you, I think, were saying earlier that Boyle is sort of stepping, I mean, I said Boyle is really stepping up and manning up for her, but what I think I really meant was that Boyle is, is working hard to prove himself to Gina. Was that you, or was that someone else? I That doesn't sound like something that I would say, because it isn't something that I think. Fair enough. Then it was someone... I think it might have been 40 million years then, because she and I were talking about this as well. Just that, like, I... Okay, so I actually think Gina is the one who should kind of be nicer to Boyle. Yeah, obviously. Like, so, she has she has more to prove as far as the, like, feelings game is at stake here. That said, though... But she's also the one setting the tone and pumping the brakes. Yeah. I mean, she is trying to choose her level of involvement and her feelings are getting away from her. Which is why I think that it's wrong to say that Boyle's intentionally stepping up. I think this is who Boyle always was. I think that Boyle thinks that finding that tape and protecting Gina's privacy and feelings is the basic level of decency required of him given that he fucked up and left it in the camera. Okay, so I agree on all those points. What I meant more is that, like, I guess the real test will come with respect to Jake. What do you mean? If Jake starts needling Boyle about, if Jake figures it out, because Jake's primary characteristic has always been that he pays attention. Yeah, but he also misses basic fucking shit. (laughs) Especially when his core premises are threatened. That's fair. And his core premise is... uh, Gina and Boyle won't get together. I don't think that's ever... That just... must be in-fucking-conceivable to him. Yeah, I was about to say, I don't think the plot has even ever... The thought has even ever crossed his mind. Yeah, but, like... To be fair, it hadn't crossed our he minds. Would, he would put those... Until close to the end. Yeah. He would put them in completely different and incompatible categories in his own head. Fair enough. I mean, on on the surface, they both look like they don't work. Yeah, and but I think that Jake would be like... Gina, more game than Jake. Boyle, less game than Jake. <laughs> Never gonna happen. Fair enough, fair enough. I don't know, I I was thinking today, I can't... I, I like Gina and Boyle so much, and I think part of why is just their entire dynamic 
of of Gina being eclectic in her own words, and Boyle not not simply tolerating that, but like really he embracing has zero it. Zero judgment for her. Yeah, he likes like, it. Like he has never judged her eclecticism. No, like I mean, I might be putting my foot in my mouth and like spouting untrue lies, but like Boyle's just not someone. Who would be fazed by that for a second? Yeah, her he, weirdness isn't what what gets to him. When he's being too honest, it's her sort of abrasiveness. Yeah, and like I think that's he fair. he judges her reasons for lashing out at people. Yeah, um, and she likes that. I mean, I think that what I like about the relationship is that their progression is of her being continuously surprised by how great he is. Like, it's her discovering the secret of Charles Boyle, which I think is a great arc, because it's letting us see... His arc with Rosa was about uh, Joe Lutruglio deciding to show us how terrible Boyle is. But this arc is about um, all of us discovering that he, how great he is, and how those can both exist in the same person, based on what's brought out in him by his basically his own script, Right. They got together by accident, which means he had no preconceptions about Gina. And he just didn't treat her like a person instead of, like, a a romantic thing to win at. And when he treats someone like a person, he does it really well. And it's going to be hard for Gina to defend against someone who's legitimately kind, considering her normal relationship standards, which are bike messengers or higher. (laughs) I don't consider bike messengers to be super considerate, but I've never met one. (laughs) Given that I've been nearly run over by multiples of them. Yeah, fuck bikes. (laughs) I think I'm interested to see if they bring in Charles' ex-wife. Because I would be interested to see that relationship. I wonder when they're going to do his moving out plot. um, And whether that will be when we meet his ex-wife. His ex-wife must know about Gina, right? She's in their basement. She might suspect. Yeah. But no, no, actually, I think it's the opposite. I think... I think she does. I think she might see Gina, but assume it's she's somebody else. She's with somebody else in the building, because you know there's multiple tenants in that building. Do we? There's a lesbian couple. Neighbor doesn't necessarily imply same building. In in New York. I mean, but in a brownstone or something. This is a brownstone. Sh- sure, but like, but in a brownstone basement, that's probably a ground level apartment where you're, I think you're more likely to have neighbors that you know from. Because basement, apart- right. basement apartments have separate entryways. You're right. You're often. right. I I just thought of my friend's apartment in Brooklyn. You're actually correct. Mm-hmm. There there might they might be like they might be like in anyway the, anyway like I I am interested in seeing Boyle's ex wife and seeing kind of how Gina responds to that. I also would she be, might she might be someone that Gina would step up against. It would be because nice like to see she's Gina. probably not like possessive of Boyle, but she's not going to give in to some ex wife. It would be nice to see Gina show some affection for Boyle. Or, I think that's less likely than a kind of fierce protectiveness. Which Boyle Because Gina be... doesn't do affection very much. Her protectiveness is her affectionate nature. Yeah. Like, we saw that with Jake. Yeah. I think I think the moving out plotline is how Rosa will find them. I think we... I know we wanted Babylon, but I think the moving out is how we'll find, like, how she, she find they out. They might be, like, brainstorming. She's like, why is Wolfie here? <laughs> Yeah, they'll be packing up, or he'll. Or not be, wolfy, but something, right? Like a wolf print bathrobe. Like your tastes so, are weird. Something, something. When Ro- Rosa will be helping Charles pack, and and something, something. Gina will have left something at Boyle's apartment. 
Uh, okay, I think we've predicted wildly enough plot lines to fill a season, so uh, <laughs> unless someone wants to hire us to write episodes that have already been produced, filmed, gone to press, I think that does it for this episode. Production? Gone to post? Yeah, sure. <laughs> Books. Books! From, from... Both of us to all of you, my name is Arthi. My name is Carl. Thank you so much for joining us, and we'll see you next week. Bye! Bye.